We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. Why were you made? I was made to be happy. The way to be happy is to know truth. And to love goodness. In other words, I am made for God. Pero quiero lío en las dioses. Quiero que se salga afuera. You are now listening to the Holy Ruckus Podcast. <laughs> Here we go. You are listening to the Holy Ruckus Podcast, episode number 65? 56? I don't know. We just jumped a few. Hello. Good morning. How's it going, Father Pat? I'm blessed, Josh. I hope you're the same. How's your family? <laughs> family's doing good i did rough up my uh son's uh kneecaps the other day or we this morning we went out for a little walk a little walk oh, yeah. and there's like a little ledge like with like handlebar like where you can just walk it's like a little fence you know yeah, and we're yeah. skirting along the fence i got little jojo we're walking through and then there it's a brick there's a brick layer to it too where he can just jump off it's like a foot and he's holding my hand and i didn't clear him out of the way of the jump And so his whole right side of his leg is like muffed up, scraped and bleeding because I didn't like pull him away. And so that was fun. How are you? Well, uh, my knees are both intact, if that's what you're asking. Um, I've, I'm unscathed. No, I'm super excited and pumped that we're um, recording from the new digs. I'm in my new living arrangement. I'm here really back again in Largo, Maryland, Upper Marlboro era area. Yeah, I'm loving it. It's it's dirty dirty. Exactly. I guess we recorded, you know, with um coach Kramer uh from the office downstairs, but now I'm up I'm I'm back to the light. I've come into the light. Oh, I've also got some exciting um <laughs> news to share. I don't know if I bragged about media this mediocrity before, but Go for I it. have I am in possession of one World Spades Champion trophy, and now, as of a week, two weeks, am the proud four-peat uh, champions of this annual <laughs> tournament that I play with my, my close buddies. So once a year, we get together, and this year, because of the COVID, we've been playing cards online. I don't know. You like to play cards? Are you a card player? Gosh, um, not at all. I'm super go, bored. Go, go fetch maid or old, old fish, whatever. <laughs> okay. So this is a spades tournament. It's our favorite game. We played it for years. We all have very strong opinions about it. This year was not without its controversy because after a three-peat last year, I was fully expecting that they would break up the dynasty that is me and one of my close buddies. They're all, you know, best friends from childhood. Okay. Um, but the one that I've been playing with, you know, he's one of the two strongest players. So he makes me look really, really good. Anyway, so we've been <laughs> okay. together for four years in a row now and we get to the championship. It's like a double elimination bracket. And we, we got super lucky with the cards. I mean, that's cards, right? That's the nature of the beast. It's like, you never, you, you can't say whether you're going to get good cards Or bad cards it's literally a random chance drawing through the shuffle and this was you know an online shuffle so even less to do with us 
but um, let me just say the finish was kind of a glorious comeback and very controversial as a result. <laughs> but now, I'm four, four times a champion, baby. And what's the and is it just for bragging rights? You get some money. What do you put down on this? Uh, what do you put down like relics? Like if I win, I get the Garetti relic. <laughs> I put up my Maria Garetti against your John Vianney. So we <laughs> we do have this like garage sale rugby style bowl trophy. I'm pretty sure I've showed it off in a previous episode. It'll make a comeback when okay, I get my yeah. new setup. Um, you- actually, it'll it, it it'll be lucky if I feature it once more because I have to give it to my. Um, since we're you know four times a champion, we alternate years. Who keeps it in possession? So I'm transferring it to my playing partner next time I see the guy. Um, but suffice to say, it is. So I carried this trophy as an accessory, kind of a, a like you know like anyone would their pocketbook and or you know their their blackberry back in the day when people had blackberries so oh i have God. were you a blackberry guy <laughs> no i was never a blackberry guy i mean i i joined the the new age with a razor that was my first, first oh, yeah, guy. cell phone in like t- 2004 so this trophy which is literally just like a bowl it's a silver bowl like trophy that we've like painted our names onto the side of it uh, the wooden base. It came with me to commencement when I graduated from Catholic University last year. Serious. <laughs> so all these looks, all these like you know, uh, whispers, you know, around me as like I was passing by, people were like, "Oh my gosh, what did that guy do? Oh, he's a priest. Is that some kind of priesting award or something? Is he a rugby player?" <laughs> this is how I've shared my life with the world and um, Catholic University last year. So commercial this year, we did uh, we did bring down the four peak. Jordan, the, one of the, the candidates for greatest of all time, Jordan himself never had four champions. No, he had six. But not in a row. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, there you go. So if I get to six, I'll be in that rarefied air. Um, and uh, honest to goodness, they're going to let us play together again next year because, like, everybody wants a shot at us. They're, we've got a big old target on our backs. So. I, it's it's incredible that you're so proud of yourself and you have no trophy <laughs> to for it. Uh, I can't wait for to see it. But hey, here here it is. So so sometimes when when I'm bored in this this early in the morning on a Friday morning. And I apologize, I'm recovering from a little bit of a cold. It's, it's not Corona to my knowledge. I don't show any of the symptoms. I mean, runny nose and, you know, whatever. But um, did you hear about this? So what's trending on the Twitter today? As I look down, what do you think I see? Let's see. Oh, man. Um, not being see. on the Twitter, but just guessing. Yes. There's got to be some DNC stuff, right? Some some Kamala Harris, Biden uh-huh. Uh, it's Kamala Harris, first of all. Just sorry. So, yeah, just in case, just in case. But let's see. Hockey analyst faces backlash over comment about women in the NHL bubble. I didn't even know they were playing. Wait, I didn't know. You told me. You told me they were playing. Something about Chris Brown. Something about WAP. I'm not gonna talk. I'm not gonna touch that. <laughs> Cardi B's WAP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. 
no, no, no. Too much. That's for the late show. This is the morning <laughs> show. That's right. The the after. Oh my God. This is a hangover. No, just kidding. Um, uh, <laughs> let's see. Okay. Well, did you watch the DNC? I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch it. Um, what? No. Go ahead. I don't, I don't, the, my, my opinion is that I will watch the general election prime uh, and sometimes the primary debates as well. Um, just to kind of get the cut of people's jib and to read between the lines. But the convention speeches, to me, it amounts to like a lot of self-promotion by nature. It, it just is what it is. It's like a very self-aggrandizing kind of self-congratulatory thing on both sides. So that the conventions are not my speed, but I'll listen to the. the... Yeah, no, it, it's not either. But, but it's some of the DNC was some of the Democrats greatest hits. They, you know, they trotted out all their favorites. All the all the all the ones that won't go away, you know, my man Bernie. They got to wheel him out there under his own strength. You got your girl Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton, not yeah. pictured in the same same room. <laughs> who knows why? And uh, um, who else? Yet? I mean, you gotta have the Obamas. I mean, it's like you gotta have like they're it right now. Like that's you yeah. know. I kind of figured yeah. that they would be featured. More prominently up to this point, but I guess they've hung back. Were um, really? Well, I, yeah. I mean, in the primary, I didn't hear too much about their their support of of Biden. I don't know. Maybe they were waiting to see that he would lock it up, but now they're coming out strong for him. That Raise the sense. roof! Raise the roof! No, just kidding, just kidding. Um, that's this isn't going to be that kind of show. But I, I do want to say though, it was interesting to see that. Both, uh, well, well, was there a a, a Republican convention or no? Mm-hmm. Did that get no, did that get no play on the on the airwaves? It doesn't get it. It didn't get the same kind of uh, of attention or generate the same kind of of buzz. No. Who was but, hosting? Tim Allen? Like what? What? <laughs> what? Why did not? I mean, not that I was going to watch. I wasn't going to watch. I don't know. I think. Weren't weren't they gonna have it in person and uh, and down and it was gonna be down in Atlanta and I don't know if they they ran into like problem after problem like trying to pull it off. They couldn't you figure know? out the Wi-Fi password. <laughs> wherever, <laughs> wherever they were. No, but the one thing I did that did see or hear was that they both had um, prominent like Catholic priests leading the the prayers. Did you hear about this? And, and let's, I mean, let's stay on the one that caught the most attention. Uh, Father James Martin, right? Still a priest as of uh, what? 1126, like still a priest, right? Still a priest of, of God, right? The whole thing. Oh, okay. Apparently we're wrong. Um, August 24th, 27th. That's the RNC. Well, they, yeah. they still have their. Okay. They have yeah. So thank you, Medina. Uh so, but the one thing I do know is that Father James Martin led the prayer before the convention. Did you see this prayer? I have not. No. Yeah, let's let's look at this prayer. Um, and I don't know how. I know how a lot of conservative Catholics feel about uh, <clears throat> James Martin. Oh yeah. Um, calling them all all sorts of things, but uh, and I'm not going to touch that either. But what I'm going to say is 
here's a prayer of welcome. And, and I want to read this and maybe we can start with this a little bit because I think it's pretty good. Um, it says, loving God, open our hearts to those in most need. The unemployment, unemployed parent worried about feeding his or her children. The woman who is underpaid, harassed or abused. The black man and woman who fear for their lives. The immigrant at the border longing for safety. The homeless person looking for a meal. The LGBT teen who is bullied. The unborn child in the womb. The inmate on death row. Help us to be a nation where every life is sacred. All people are loved and all are welcome. Amen. How dare he? <laughs> the fact that he put in the the unborn child in the womb is a pretty bold move at at a DNC uh, at literally at the platform convention. I mean, I know that there's a strong tradition of different ministers of faith opening, you know, a session of uh, Congress in prayer. And that's a long-standing tradition, despite like the atheist's accusation of oh, separation of church and state. Ah, even though like it in no way violates the establishment cause clause of the Constitution, but mm -hmm. conversation. I don't know. This is not that. This is not a, like a bipartisan thing. This is a very partisan event. Like he's only talking to Democrats, right? Yep. So like. That's well, no, they, well, I'm gonna let you keep going, but there's more to it. Go ahead. But I, I would say the other thing is, is like, well, I'm glad they still have prayer because they've been, they've been, uh, you know, little, little by little, becoming, you know, so. Uh, the idea is out on the left, like you can't have school prayer, you can't have. You know, God in public, uh, the public space, the public sphere. So, you know, I'm pleased at that. And it, and, it, and it is ballsy. Um, yes, it is a, a bipartisan or a partisan kind of event. Obviously, only Democrats. But no surprises were that even you know homeboys like uh, John Kasich, you know, known Republicans or whatever, are saying how, oh, years ago, you know, we 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 thought this, but now. We know the reality and I have all my support on by like, so, so people are, are, are jumping ship in there. They're going to the other boat. So who knows? And we'll pray for that. But I just thought it was interesting. I wanted to share that prayer because yeah, it, it is pretty ballsy for father James Martin to, to bring in the unborn at a, at an event. I want to see what Nancy Pelosi's face was, but you know, <laughs> get that feed. Anyway, uh, here we are on a Friday morning. Um, thanks for listening to the Holy Workers podcast and watching it now on our uh, Streamyard broadcast. Little, little fancier, little way we can actually do things. I'm gonna do <clears throat> do it like this from here on out, hopefully. Um, but Father, what do you have for us today? What are we talking about? Uh, give me some love. What do you think? Yeah. So one one of the things that I really want to talk about that you know we've definitely been kind of dancing around just because of sharing the news is the, the fact that it is an election year, you know, and it's unavoidable. It's, it's kind of everywhere. Um, it's, it, it comes up in conversations with, you know, random people at the supermarket, although nowadays that's behind masks and, uh, you know, six feet apart from, from one another, but nonetheless, it's still, it's, it's everywhere. It's, it's unavoidable. And people have their strongest ideas 
Um, and actually, I just I kind of want to just encourage people on how to keep the faith, you know, even at a time when hearts and minds are being tested, especially against uh, against our neighbors, you know, because besides, I think we I think we've mentioned this before. You know, besides our religious beliefs, like our political views are some of, of our strongest, like most important views that we hold in our hearts. And at times, especially as Americans, it's the first thing that we hold in our hearts. Like our first allegiance is to our, our political party. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Nowadays, I don't I don't believe that that's a very insulting uh observation to make although some people may definitely disagree it's up for debate in other words that like now it's not clear how many people think that their political affiliation and their views you know their opinions in the public sphere are as important if not more important than their religious spiritual convictions so with that in mind i just want to ask you Mm. like how do you how do you weather the storm? Like how do you like continue to, you know, live out your faith and try and let that be one of the most most defining things about yourself at a time when we're our relationships are really tested. It can be very contentious. You can't say much online without inflicting backlash or you know, um, stirring up the the pot. So how do you stay Catholic and you know, be a voter, be a responsible voter. <clears throat> sure. Um, it, it, that's a great kind of way to kind of frame this because I think sometimes we do lead with our political ideology first or whatever we, we side with. And it's funny because a lot of times we we do say like, well, what do you don't talk about? Like religion and politics. You don't talk about that at a bar or whatever. But what are we doing right now? We're talking about religion and politics at 11 in the morning. So we're messing. Yes, we, we are screwing with the paradigm of how things should be. And that's what the holy ruckus is. And we're trying to bring that and, and, and still ruffle feathers, but also do it with a sense of like, no, but I'm going to keep my conscience, my informed conscience about me, <clears throat> about me. And so for me, um, which I believe that uh, for me, the Catholic faith is the truth. It's the fullness of the truth. I believe everything um, that the church teaches, albeit its method is not always perfect. Um, the method and how it brings it. Well, so, aside from obviously sacred scripture, sacred tradition, right? But when it comes to how we in, in our postmodern world, how we bring the faith, like that's flawed. Like we're flawed. Like I'm flawed. Like I'm going to be corrected, you know? And I have to be, you know, admonish the sinner, instruct the ignorant. Like we, there's a work of mercy there. So for me, like it always plays under that. So how do I do it? Like, or how do I try to do it? One, if I have a political anything to say, I'm not saying it on Facebook. No, uh, <laughs> no. Um, Facebook, you're more than more than likely gonna get, you know, pop, pop, pop. You're gonna get people coming at you, and you're gonna be in and buckle up because you're gonna be in it for a while. Because you're gonna have <clears throat> your your homies from your high school hit right. you up. You're gonna have, you know, your your former youth ministers two youth ministers ago, you know, coming in. You're gonna have that crazy, you know. You're going to have people that are going to try to, to, to test you. And, and I always think of be prepared to give a reason for your hope. Right. 
And yeah. if I'm praying it up and, and maybe this is to the extreme, but like, I honestly do say a little prayer before I hit send. And I say like, is this going to add to the conversation or is this going to be <clears throat> just noise? Right. If it's just noise, I probably won't do it. I'll save it for Instagram and, and, and put it there. No one's really going to say too much there. And, um, but I, you're definitely more careful than you've ever been. At least I am as well. Being as like, I do the Holy Ruckus. I do other things for the church. I'm a teacher as well. So I can't be going back and forth with you all day. Like there's a platform that I run and, and a public thing that I'm trying to do you, especially father as well. Like, you know, this, but then there's the messages that nobody sees where we hit each other up with someone that doesn't agree with me. And and that's where true opportunities for like metanoia or hopeful conversion, little seeds are planted where yeah. I end up having the better conversations with my old friends or my political opponents or whatever, which is weird because, <clears throat> and I always made jokes about it that Facebook doesn't know how to, how to position me because there's things on the left that I vibe with and there's things on the right that I vibe with. So my mini feed is not like on one day, it's like all Republican things. You might like this. And then right. on one day it's like, well, no, you, you might like all this left stuff. And, and, and so it's, it's really funny. The algorithms are the things that they're trying to always put you one or the other. Um, <laughs> right. And so with things like, and I want people to check this out. It's called the, the and campaign, um, which is like a way to kind of bring your faith and talk about politics and, and bring it in by always having your number one allegiance to the God above you. Right. Uh, but also understanding that God is in everyone. So when you go into those political dealings, so it's called the and campaign and uh, I'm going to link it here as well, <clears throat> but that's a, a social media um, account. I, that I really like, huh? I was not aware of that. I appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. It's called the and, and campaign. It's like the little symbol, the and symbol, the ellipsis. It's not and, it's not and pizza. It's and campaign. <laughs> and um, it's so, it's so good. I, I really like it a lot because it, it's really trying to, um, to talk about both things and, but always remembering like who, who you belong to the, the little um, sister, Thea, Thea Bowman talk or um, quote, like remember who, I remember who you are and remember whose you are. Right. Yeah. Um, and so definitely when you're getting into these things, like, but I feel like we revert to like, well, I'm Christian and here's the lie. Like I'm supposed to be conservative. Like, no, no. I mean, at least I don't agree with that, but you're more from Southern Maryland father. Maybe you can give a little bit of your experience uh, being in the, you know, Southern. Uh, well, I'll tell you here. Go ahead. That's actually, that's actually a fine uh, <laughs> observation because growing up in Montgomery County, that's one part of the state that is very blue, and now the same way, very very blue. But Southern Maryland, you know, for those years that I was down there, was is one of the few parts of the state that is very very red, like Frederick no County. No shortage of red. Uh, so it, it well yeah I mean it's <laughs> more conservative although I um, there's so it, much farmers tans it does have it did have for a long time running um, Senator Dyson in the state mm. legislature who was a Catholic 
conservative Democrat. Um, so it's, it's, it's an interesting area. It's got more history to it than what meets the eye. But uh, I'll tell you, I think from the church, what I borrow, and, and I'm definitely going to check out the ampersand, the and campaign. Uh, <laughs> is that what it is? I call it the ellipsis. <laughs> I, I, I call I call Ann Pizza ampersand pizza um to raise the ground for like rolled eyes, you know, rather frequently. Um but you that guy that goes to Arby's and say, like, what do you have? <laughs> we have the meats. Like and God and politics, I suppose is the and the and idea. Um because I never understood like what is the and pizza about? It's like drinks and pizza. Well, <laughs> You and pizza? You and pizza. That makes I don't sense. Know. I don't know. I don't I really don't know. <laughs> There's me getting distracted again. Um Go by ahead. food. It's always food's fault. Uh but I'll say that the church definitely um has a reverence for um and uh a respect for the via media. And this is a confusing idea. In, in and of itself because yeah, you have to spell that out because i can't even spell that would you call it the middle way the middle way is not itself where um where virtue lies like we can't just take the average mean of like you know add up the sum total of, of you know what this view is and 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 this view and then find find <laughs> the middle between those two points and that's where the church should be that's where the via media is because sometimes the via media is a little bit more in congress or closer to the part of the political spectrum that conservatives align with and then other times it it tilts towards the direction of the you know progressive or or liberal camp <clears throat> but the church does have a lot of reverence for that idea at least as a general guiding pre principle um, that the, the via media is, is usually where virtue lies, you know, between extremes, you know, in balance, or really, you know, to think about just the person of Christ as an integrated whole, not living uh, so myopically or, or in, in a, a certain way. In other words, like to have a more full and integrated life, we have to find, you know, the mean of extremes, and not and not give ourselves over to any one particular avenue. Um, so this is like a general way of approaching the life of virtue, um, since a lot of us can fall into by choice or have it thrust upon us by the way people view us um, or or reduce us to like just that one thing. Like, oh, Josh is just my. He's just my holy ruckus buddy. Like that's it. That's that's all there is to him, really. You know, when you rattled off like three or four things, you know, just a few minutes ago, like you're you're a dad and you're a teacher, you know, and and you're a an evangelist and a minister. Um, so you you can't be reduced to any one thing, and that's a much more authentic Catholic view of life. What I take umbrage with, and what I get most frustrated as a pastor of souls, as a parish priest, by seeing is that we exist in these online spaces very differently from how we do in uh, real world, you know, one-on-one uh, -on -one interaction. So I don't have protection from, you know, my neighbor, right? Like I don't have a shield between me and, and the guy who lives next door. You know, hopefully, although perhaps 
less and less frequently these days, you know, both in COVID and pre-COVID. Um, do I interact with the people that live literally, you know, within a couple hundred yards of me? Mm. But online, I do have those barriers. Like there are algorithms that allow me to get more and more ensconced and 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 insulated by a sounding um, an echo chamber, you know. And that's what bothers me when people only exist in the echo chamber of Facebook. It encourages this almost uh, malignant um, growth like this, this cancerous growth, I think, where the cells just keep replicating themselves and until you eventually spin off into a place where you get, we get our news from memes rather than from news sources. And the meme news is horrible. <laughs> it's horrible because it's not, uh, it, it doesn't cite sources. It doesn't explain where it's coming from. It's just pithy sayings trying to force like often involved in kind of ad hominem attack against the person these are not christian ideals or, or or views it's fun it's entertaining but for one thing it's it's not reaching my neighbor it's not helping to 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 change minds or anything and it doesn't advance so like you're you were saying before you press the button send you like to say a little prayer well <laughs> if i could as a parish priest make a suggestion i would say if you're preparing to share a politically themed meme, even one that made you laugh, um, I pause, invoke the name of Jesus, and then delete it <laughs> or, or walk away from it. I just I don't know that it's uh, that it's actually getting us anywhere, you know, and, and in fact, I see a lot of people whose entire views and talking points when you get when you engage them in a conversation are based off of these kind of like you know, these popularized, reduced, you know, um, arguments to just visual media. It's really hard. It's really difficult to see somebody as, you know, redeemable or loved by God if they've just been turned into like the butt of the joke the whole time, you know, and this happens on both sides. It's not, it's not one, one thing. And I guess I'm in, in some sense naive because the same principle exists has existed for years and years and years in political cartoons. Is Father Pat trying to dis, dis uh, assemble political cartoons in one fell swoop? Eh, I don't know. Satire satire itself is good for civilization. Satire does allow us to be better, <laughs> but I don't know. It it doesn't seem like just pure satire to me. It seems like uh, it's now becoming the way that we like form our own opinions you know so it's like if i if i'm telling you my political views about like being pro-life then i'm also citing a joke eh, that doesn't sound accurate josh i think you're muted oh i'm muted now unmuted am i good yeah i can hear you Okay, good. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say, and at, at the end of the day, I don't think it's gonna stand the test of time. I don't think it's going to um, induce real change. But sometimes I just realize in my in my uh, altercations or, or lovable conversations with folks in the social mediums, uh, I realize, oh, hold on, you don't want to see my point. You just want to 
tell me something you always wanted to tell me, you know, or you wanted, or you're, you're projecting on me something else. It's like, you know, so it, it's tough. People have a license to kill sometimes. And uh, when it comes to these things and uh, it sucks cause they would never say it to your face. And I challenge you to do that, <laughs> you know, say it with your chest uh, kind of things. And, and, you know, cause I think that's so important. Like, come on, people are like, I call them Twitter gangsters, you know, keyboard gangsters. Like, but would you honestly say that if we were, you know, uh, you know, one-on-one, you know, or would you, you know, so interesting. Um, and we do that. In, I see that in sports as well. Uh, Skip Bayless and all these talking heads or even uh, Charles Barkley or uh, no, there was one uh, Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins is a basketball player and he'd always mouth off and he, and he talks about other athletes. But then later when he sees them, he says, Oh no, it's just TV. It's just TV. And the person on the recipient end of being made fun of is like, nah dude like that's not authentic like you have to like be authentic and like if you're gonna say something to me and we see each other later like bring it up so it's interesting um but anyway you know what's always more interesting than that something that you may know something about father pat i don't know if you do but we got a recent comment becca medina says pupusas father pat what are pupusas pupusas um a proof that God exists. <laughs> it may be. They are. Uh, they're probably one of the few uh, foods that I love to eat and don't have a clue how to make. Um, and and I, I I understand like that there's some padding involved. Um, I've also been taught more than once because it didn't take the first time that you cannot, should not, do not eat pupusas with a fork and a knife. Um, this is a, this is a hand, it's hand food. And uh, I guess they're like tortillas stuffed with something. Can be there you, go. there you go. Well, Rebecca lays it out for us. Rebecca says, pupusa, a fat stuffed tortilla. I'm going to tell her There you go. <laughs> it's probably, it's probably the reason why I've got some of these LBs. Um, some there's some pupusas down there, for sure. I don't remember the context of why pupusa came up. Oh wait, I do. Wait, hold on. Um, <laughs> it had to do with the WAP with the with the Cardi B song. Oh, so, saying the P word, you say pupusa. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, the Holy Workers Podcast. If you haven't yet, let us know if you're watching. Let us know who's here, but also. Be a fan, be be awesome, and um, support us. Let us know how much you love the Holy Buckets. Share, comment, uh, subscribe, follow, but also a shout out to our our folks that are supporting us near and far. We got uh, Michael Casamir, we got Matt O'Hara, Chuck and Angela, Brian, she and Susan, Christina, Rebecca, uh, who we just heard from, Laura, Jaime, Tim. Uh, Jacqueline, all these folks are Patreon supporters and counting, and you could be too. All you got to do is head over to patreon.com backslash the holy ruckus underscore give, and we'll put a link on there so you, you can give whether it's three dollars, five dollars, fifteen dollars, you know, thirty dollars. Well, Father Pat, come over to your house and say, you know, for free, he'll he'll come out depending on where you live. And he'll 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 say a little blessing from a distance, socially distance in this Corona time. Uh, play no games, say no names. 
you've been listening to the Holy Workers Podcast. Uh, here we go as we uh, put put down the wheels. We're going to be done here in a little bit, but uh, that's it. Um, but Father Pat, go ahead. Um, here we are in our last, on the final stretch. Um, what is new since the last time we spoke? I know you've shifted parishes, moved on. What else? So we're we're in a point like looking ahead to the school year when we have to figure out like how are we going to do religious education how are we going to you know do um catechesis but also like continue with the the liturgies and how are we going to handle you know supporting our parishes and a lot of those things have to do with like just the the correct reading of the times like you know where where are we trending towards you know how are things gonna are things going to go in the in the coming months? So we're we're kind of hunkering down as far as like bracing ourselves for, you know, a longer uh, estrangement and isolation. And I think we're trying to be prudent, you know, handling the the resources at our disposal through the generosity of the people of God. Um, but honestly, the thing that I'm most pumped about is to figure out, like, what are the best lessons that we've learned during this time. Of estrangement from one another, like how are we using stuff that we were not doing six months ago that is actually really going to help us as a church, as a people going forward from this point on? And there's stuff like this, you know, the live stream. Breathe. The live streaming. (laughs) It's because I don't because I don't drink enough water. Um, At St. Joseph's is like definitely beefed up like on another level from what i was used to so that creates a certain amount of anxiety as i'm like also the camera operator i have to like run are you the, the guy little... i'm you the, yeah you the guy <laughs> the audio levels look at you no I'm... I'm terrible i'm terrible at it i'm so bad because i've like left the audio off for you know at least uh a couple different live streams i have left the camera like stuck on the the ambo when everything's happening at the altar so like <laughs> they're uh, it zoomed in on the ambo nobody's at funny, the ambo funny story funny story so yeah. uh, my wife edits a lot of uh... <laughs> it stresses me out i get super stressed just like i can't just say mass i have to also like run this run this flipping app at the same time and and then when people oh my gosh now my my phone doesn't give me the updates, but it used to give me the running like Facebook commentary at the same time during the live stream. So then people would be like telling me intentions and they'd be telling me like, you know, father, you know, like you're not, we can't hear you or stuff. And I'd be like, ah! like so stressed out, just trying to manage all those things. Gosh. No, I got you. I got you right here. So me and my wife, we do, we do we do video editing and video production for certain parishes that need it if they wanted online masses and things like that. So we did a one uh, one parish that shall remain nameless. Um, I don't I don't think they watch this kind of stuff anyway. But it was one parish way back when, and way back early when this started, right? And um, the mic was on, but there's no audio. You can't hear. He's whispering, right? So you have like your monsignor, your elderly elderly priest. And then you have your pastor, uh, you know, this, and, and so they were doing mass, right? And at the end of mass, you, you know, you genuflect and you, and you kiss the altar. Um, real quick, Father Pat, why do you kiss the altar? Seems kind of icky, COVID. Why kiss the altar? 
<laughs> That's right. We're, we're kissing the exact same spots as each other. Um, well, you venerate the altar at the beginning and end of mass because for one thing, that's the place of sacrifice, it, and it is Jesus Christ. Like Jesus Christ is both um, the the table of sacrifice, the altar upon which the sacrifice, and the victim on the altar who is being sacrificed. So, in a sense, especially for the celibate priest, that is his uh, his commitment, his love, his affection for the person of Jesus Christ. Mm, there you go. And so that's why you kiss the altar. And that's why also I even say, if that's okay, like, I, I don't know if this is wrong. You can, you can tell me if this is wrong, John, uh, you could say. Um, but when everything is cleared off during Lent or whatever, and the altar is barren, I kind of still do a little bow, like, because that's where the, the magic happens, right? And in our former podcast, we used to have the song, this magic moment, like happened, you know, during the, you know, with the altar, but you can't do that because it's not magic. It's not manipulation. This is the real thing. Jesus has really come down, right? So there you go. Anyway, so back to the story. Um, this this priest has the microphone on, uh, and and me and my wife are like editing the, the, these videos, and then she's like, "Josh, come here," and I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "Listen to this," <clears throat> and I couldn't stop laughing because the pastor is talking to the monsignor who can't hear, and he's like, <laughs> and during the time of genuflection, and he goes. Dick. Dick, kiss the altar. Dick, Dick, are you gonna kiss the altar? Can you kiss the altar? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, uh, it's like, you know, and, and you pair it with the video, it's just amazing, <laughs> amazing. Obviously, that's not gonna be, you know, rolled out, but you never know what kind of things you'll catch. And it's oh. thing. His name is Richard, folks. Come on, but awesome, awesome. I'm awesome. I'm terrified of those hot mic moments. Like I'm like constantly like trying to make sure, okay, is it on? Is am I live? Like, am I gonna accidentally say something? Or or even just like the the in like the the inaudible, normally inaudible like groans is like I'm genuflecting, trying to get like all the way down and then trying to get back up again, like as things are creaking in my like overtaxed knees. (laughs) I wish you know, you know what also like so so back to your like formal kind of thing, like how have we changed? How have we gotten better? Uh, and this is one thing. And, and I've said it to conversations I've had with other parishes that are still kind of reluctant to get behind this whole social media thing, to get behind this new medium, this new change in how churches communicate to the faithful. And you as uh, an associate priest, can you please, you know, bring this, you know, to, to your pastors. Uh, is that this isn't going away. This isn't like when the internet first came out and you were like, this is a fad. It ain't going, you know, it doesn't have no legs. Um, social media, and I, and I get this from my guy, Gary V. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk is a big social media guy that I listen to. And he talks about how uh, social media exposes, um, social media is not the enemy, but it does it does expose what's already there. So a person that is, you know, consistently a good communicator We'll put him on social media. He becomes a better communicator. You show this, right? Um, and, and someone who doesn't communicate well, put him on social media, and it's not going to gain any traction because they're not they they're they're just lost in the sauce kind of thing. And so right. what I think the parish is is like, well, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to do? Like when you're you're asking for these masses or you're asking for uh, um, other people to run your social media accounts, like 
you know, like, what is it? If you just want announcements, like pulpit announcements on your social media, that's not going to attract people. Well, one, right. because maybe your announcement is starting or is only for like, you know, men. Okay. Well, you know, or maybe it's only for kids, great announcements. But, uh, I was once told by another social media, uh, account that I follow, um, pro church tools, pro church tools is Protestant and they, they're miles ahead of Catholic churches, obviously, uh, in terms of technology and media, cause they invest in it or they invest in people who are, who are, their specialty is to do this, to do this. Right. And so, um, one of the things is that they, um, they say, um, that if your message, if your pulpit announcement does not, is not intended for 50% of the congregation, it shouldn't be there. It, it shouldn't be there because, um, especially, and, I, and I've sat through, you know, seven or eight pulpit announcements and you're just like, what? Like you never hear it, you know? Um, and there, there's that, but then finally, <clears throat> when it comes to social media, it is not the pulpit announcement. It is not the virtual pulpit announcement. Social media is the party is the gathering. This is where people are meeting, sipping their tea, gossiping, talking faith, possible seeds of conversion, right? Like this is the party. So you want to, you want to host your own party? Like do it. That's great. Like this is what we're doing, right? Like we're hosting the party, inviting people to come on in. Right. Um, but it is definitely not just another substitute for your website, you know, or just like saying like, Hey, we exist. Where are, where is everybody? Hey, hi. Like it's not that. You're, you're putting on a party and now does anybody want to come to the party? You know, that's, that's what it comes down to, you know, wow. as we, you know, so I don't know. Okay. So I think that's coming out of this, we, we got to get into it. Coming out of this, we should be better communicators as a church. What say you? I, I speak highly in favor of the motion on the board like that. That would be a dream come true. Um, of course, you know, I think some of the pushback is, that I've read in the hearts of specifically clergy. Um, but it's entirely possible that like, you know, your average Joe Catholic also has the same kind of like distaste for it is, is the idea that, you know, okay, we're just moving everything online and like, it's just becoming more of an online thing, but that's not, that's not accurate for one thing, because we all know where, where life still happens. Like life still happens live and in person and then like this this has become a way to support the mission and keep in touch not just during a time when we have to like the urgency of the moment has you know necessity is the mother of invention it has forced the hand of a lot of us who were dwelling in the dark ages myself included like for, first and foremost <laughs> but that being said i think a lot of what's being established are lessons for good in all ways like we're, we have to, we have to keep this going in one sense because the the church under like the same principle one of the two principles that guided the second vatican council is you know a, a giornamento like looking forward you know moving forward in a forward direction to meet the signs of the times and to accurately understand so like one of the concerns that i hear and think about the most and pray before the lord about like you know, well, what am I doing? What am I not doing? Is our generation, you know, and the one right after us, you know, is the millennial generation and Gen Z. You can't, 
you can't ignore what we've got. You know, this this is where, you know, meeting the people of God, especially from those generations, will be demanded of us. You know, um, not just not just like an option of like, oh, and we could also do this over here. But now this is being established as like we have we have to do this. The fact that there were so many web parishes, at least in this archdiocese, that didn't have up to date websites until now, like that that shows exactly where we are. Like that that that's a foregone conclusion. You have to have a website. And now I think where we're where we're trending towards is like you have to have you have to utilize um, communication through social media of one kind or another. That's not to say that it isn't difficult, you know, or or tricky to learn, you know, or require more education. Um, but there's been this fearful response, and that's that's what I that's what I would encourage, especially the naysayers to do. And maybe we're preaching to the choir because <laughs> there there probably aren't a lot of people on social media <laughs> or listening to podcasts who aren't open to this sort of thing already. But that being said, to my brother priests, to the clergy who are like, no, this isn't helpful. This is this is like pulling us backwards or, or weighing us down in some way. When when the spirit moves, at least in my life, you know, um, it, it kind of comes back to our point about, you know, the and campaign or at least the idea of, you know, an ampersand to begin with. <laughs> I, I learned years and years ago from a different medium entirely from uh, improv, doing improvisation, right? That the, One of the guiding rules of improv is yes and right? Yes. And like, I take your premise, I'm rolling with it. I'm not running against you or saying, no, that's stupid. I, I want to do this scene instead. Like, no, that's where we're, that's where we're taking it. Okay. And let me also add to it. So people's resistance to, um, to, to like the, the topic of the, of the moment, like social media in church ministry, I think turns into a, but no, attitude of like but no we can't really do that because we have these concerns you may have legitimate concerns i have legitimate concerns you know about any number of these things but there should be a spirit that that moves us impels us to find the but you know what like and we can think about this like we can we can look for the solution to that problem rather than believing like no this is just this is a hard no like this point no further, no entry beyond this point, kind of like full stop, you know, an octagonal sign, rather than like a yield or a caution, you know, like I think some of those stop signs are actually just cautions, like proceed, proceed carefully with prudence and discernment, but don't, don't, don't just turn it off and be like, no, 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 we're, we're not going to do that. This is favorite phrase of, of the COVID times, the new normal. There it is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Holy Ruckus Podcast. You've been watching the Holy Ruckus Podcast on Facebook Live. Uh, please, if you haven't already, go ahead and like and subscribe. Follow where you can. We're on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, all over the place. But also, uh, Father Pat, um, you're going to give these folks a virtual blessing. What do you say? Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Let me let me just echo Josh's uh, word of, of gratitude for those who are supporting this this media. Um, I love the bumps in the road. You know, I'm, I'm borrowing from Davey Martinez and, and the Nationals. Like, often bumpy roads lead to beautiful places. We're on a bumpy road right now. We're not we're not 
perfectly executing these things as a church, but we are going to uh, we are going to figure it out. You know, we are headed towards uh, a better place. <clears throat> right there, Father, real quick before you give us a blessing. Has anyone ever heard anyone rip it or snore up there with a hot mic? <laughs> this, these are my fears, Rebecca. This is this is exactly what I'm worried about happening. Like when my brother preacher is not bringing it, <laughs> and I forgot to mute my mic. Um, I have not personally heard it, but I can tell a different embarrassing story on myself because um, I have no shame. Um, so I was homeschooled, go go figure, back in the day for about 10 years, second grade to 12th. And then for the first time in the 11th grade, started taking classes in person once again. And they're very different mediums, obviously. So I, I was at Montgomery College taking an English class. We're doing an in-class assignment. And literally just totally mindlessly without thinking, I'm thinking I'm at my mother's kitchen, at in my home, the privacy of my home. I have, you know, you know where this is going. So like, we're doing the assignment. I'm writing on my paper. Everybody's heads are down. Without a, a second thought, I leaned over <laughs> and I let it go. <laughs> and it was loud and it was noisy and it was noticeable. And like the people around me like stopped. They didn't quite like turn around and look because it was college rather than high school, but still I'm like red in the face. I'm like, as it's like crazy. <laughs> I'm a total cardinal. I'm like, oh my gosh, did I really just do it? It was literally like one of those comedic cartoonish moments where I'm like, I'm like writing on my piece, piece of paper. <laughs> oh my, oh my God. <laughs> so I had someone on their desk like, <laughs> behind you like. Dude. <laughs> they were, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was the, it was a beautiful difference of like, you can't do that in middle school, high school without paying for it dearly for like the rest of the year. It was it was college. People were just kind of like, wow. it was college. <laughs> yeah, I was I, I was a junior taking classes at. Uh, there you <laughs> go, ladies and gentlemen. You've been rocking with the best, the Holy Legacy Podcast. Father Pat, give them a little blessing, send them on their way. The Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with kindness and give you his peace and inspire you by the Holy Spirit to fearlessly and boldly to proclaim the gospel, the truth of the gospel, even uh, meeting the signs of the times and adhering to the truth and virtue uh, when we witness to our neighbor um, in, in finding the, the right way forward uh, for our country, for ourselves, for our church in the name of in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, guys. Thanks so much, Father Pat. Thank you so much. Also, guys, please know that even though we gave this blessing, and it is free, we don't play no games, but this is a free blessing. This is not a substitute for your Mass. Um, <laughs> if you have a dispensation from your diocese to not go to Mass, all right, I got you. Stay safe, you know, but do not be sleeping. Stop. Quit sleeping on your faith. Try to get in there with a virtual group a prayer group, a ladies group, a dudes group. Join yeah. us on the Holy Ruckus Podcast. There's so much untapped resources that we have yet to find to start inching our way ever closer to communion with our Lord. Um, if you can't make it to Mass or you're not ready yet, okay, cool. Find different ways. How am I going closer to our Lord? If that's what we're doing, let's do it. Do something. 
All right, guys. And uh, with that said, you can also check out all the other podcasts. But also, uh, I don't know if you guys remember Father Dan Leary, uh, one of our uh, awesome pastors from the Holy Reconciled, who's always done content with us. He's over in Mexico right now. He's producing a podcast with um, the author Kevin Wells, who's a friend. Uh, he wrote the book, um, The Priest We Need to Save the Church. Um, they're doing a podcast called One to One, which is available on the Holy Ruckus Podcast Network. Check that out as well. That's it. Father Pat, anything else? Uh, like and subscribe. <laughs> Thank, uh, check out our Patreon. And we'll see you in the future. Future. All right. See you guys later.